Welcome to Franchise Killer, a podcast where we talk about movie franchises or wannabe franchises, review them film by film, and see where things went wrong. Or right. And maybe that's the third time we've done Mr. Anderson. It's gotta be. Or uh, Agent Smith. Smith. Agent Smith, yeah. Yeah. I get the agent and the mister swapped a lot. Me too. Mr. Smith, Agent Anderson. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I know. Uh, Uh, I'm Reese. Across me we have. David. To his left. Irina. To my right. Noah. And unfortunately, once again, uh, AJ will be sitting this one out. Uh, He's had a lot of stuff on his plate lately. So he's going to take a load off and hopefully recharge for the big finale to the the Matrix franchise. But if not, if it's well, too much homework to get done, if it's piling up on his desk and he just wants to shove it in the bin to the side, that's fine too. But we hope for his return on uh, the Matrix Resurrections, the, the following I episode. Hopefully he revives. in his resurrection. I think he is the one. I truly <laughs> believe that we need to help him unplug and get on here. The movie we're talking about is The Matrix Revolutions, the third film in the Matrix trilogy. It came out in the year 2003, same year as The Matrix Reloaded. It's directed by the Wachowskis once again, who also directed Bound, The Matrix, The Matrix Reloaded, Speed Racer, Jupiter Ascending, the Ma- and uh, finally Lana Wachowski directed The Matrix Resurrections, which came out two years ago. Uh, Was it two years already? Yep, man. Well, almost two years. It'll be two years this Christmas. Huh. I saw it was a twenty twenty one. It was a late twenty twenty one. That'll be an exciting one to to talk about, I think. Uh, but yeah, this one filmed concurrently with The Matrix Reloaded, hence the shared two thousand three release date. We went into that in a little more detail in the past episode. But just a quick refresher: The Matrix Reloaded came, uh, kicked off the summer movie season, and then The Matrix revolutions kicked off the fall winter movie season crazy so they're both like kind of tent pole tent poles propping up each season not to say that they were the biggest movies of all time of that year but they were there was a lot of uh weight yeah, put that, behind that them. was return of the king yeah and even and again the only be- movies filmed back to back that i know of that released in the same year so a interesting experiment uh, that kind of pushes the boundaries even further than I would say Lord of the Rings or Pirates did, even though Pirates is actually after this. So, uh, but yeah, kind of fascinating release schedule. The only other franchises I think that are able to do this in such quick succession are ones that director duties are swapped between different people, like massive franchises like the MCU and the DCU. Uh, you'll see multiple entries of those in a year, but that is because it is not, it, these are they're not handed out to different people. And, yeah, and there's like a mild connective, t- there is a connective tissue, like you got Kevin Feige in the MCU going around checking to make sure like all the consistencies between movies are there, but beyond that, it's a... Uh, We're not getting an Ant-Man 1 and Ant-Man 2 in the same year, though. No. <laughs> uh, came close with Avengers, though, uh, separate years, but still like two massive, massive movies. Um but yep, movie stars, once again, Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Harold Perrineau, along with, uh, I thought I had looked this up, but the new person playing the Oracle, no, wrong one. Mary Alice. Thank you. Yeah, her name is uh, Mary Alice. Uh, yeah, replaces the Oracle. Clearly went for someone who isn't exactly the same, but they were... Uh, 
modeling her to be. They do seem to similar. kind of broach that subject in the movie itself. Yeah, they do. I, I like that they did that. We have a decent explanation for yeah, it, too. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Yeah. Movie is written by the Wachowskis. Would be weird if it wasn't at this point, since The Matrix Reloaded was written by them as well. Uh, that would be an interesting discussion if the second half of this film concurrently was written by someone different. <laughs> but, yeah, totally the brainchild of the Wachowskis. They're kind of like... I would almost call them like the way they've constructed the Matrix, whether you like it or not, is like very high minded and almost genius in a way to a point where I'm like, mm -hmm. how does someone just come up with this? Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of director duos, we don't really talk about this. Do y'all what do y'all have any other great director duo examples that you oh, come on? Cohen brothers. Come on. The Coens, yeah. Uh, the Russos. It admitted, I don't know if they're great based off of their yeah, latest track record, but in terms of the MCU, yes. They do D movies. <laughs> Does uh, Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh count? <laughs> well, not, they're not brothers. They're but collabor they they're, brothers, they're duo. Oh, yeah, they're they are collaborators, duo. Yeah. but they don't share the last name. They don't, uh, and they don't Fran Walsh, Walsh, like. Oh, you mean specifically sharing the last name? I'm well, not, sharing credit, I think, because yeah. they don't share directorial credit. Yeah, because director duos, they have to do something specific to get that tag of just being called, like, the Wachowskis or oh, the there's Russos. A, there's, a, like, there's a guild that you have to have been a part of for over 20 years with the same collaborator to get credit by the guild to be listed as a duo. Yeah, it's weird. That's kind of weird. Um, that's, <laughs> I looked that's this contrived. up last time. It that's, is very contrived. That sounds contrived. really stupid. It is. It's to make sure one brother or sister isn't feeding off the other's genius. I think the uh, actually, <laughs> if that is what that's for, I can I get it more. I but. I may have brought it. Up. I thought I brought this up in the beginning of the first Matrix movies, but the same thing with the Wachowskis because I think that uh, the the names were different back then. So now I can't quite. I don't know which one was which, but one mm -hmm. of them was di directing, and the other one was also directing, but they couldn't get credit, and so hmm. eventually it wasn't until later yeah. they mm -hmm. it was re. Tagged, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a good way to maybe keep, I don't know, keep a level head about filmmaking is always mm -hmm. having that one person to bounce ideas off of. It, like, it's a good idea. Like yeah. you can rein the other one in when they start to get mm -hmm. too far. Like yeah. it, you can each keep each other in check. I'm not saying it works in every scenario, but from the three examples we've given, I think their product has been very, right. I don't know, like consistent in vision at least in a way. So, food for thought. Do you know any other duos that we didn't list that are I'm worth sure mentioning? There's, I'm sure there's plenty, but off the cuff, I, I can't think of any. <laughs> uh, anyway, for those that are new to this show, on this podcast, we first go over our thoughts on the film before revisiting it for the episode. Then we dive into the story, break it down bit by bit, and talk about the more significant moments. Then towards the end of the show, we give our brief reviews and numbered scores, along with an analysis on the health of the franchise and whether or not this film hurt it. Noah... Yes. This being your miniseries, the Simulation Theory miniseries, fourth film in the miniseries, what is your history with The Matrix Revolutions? Well, I've only seen this one one time, long, long time ago, and guess what? I watched it after uh, Reloaded mm -hmm. at some point. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't remember any other uh, circumstance. Just that it. you had seen it. Yeah, just that I'd seen it. Arena. Um, at first I thought I hadn't seen it, but as I watched it again, a lot of the scenes were really familiar. So mm -hmm. I think I only saw it once, but I don't remember or the maybe like in passing. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I saw the whole thing because everything seemed pretty familiar. Mm. David, how about you? Nah, hadn't seen it. Nah. <laughs> you hadn't seen this. No, I feel like I, I hardly remembered the second one. Had you seen Reloaded? Mm-hmm. I forget. Well, it was one that I couldn't remember if I did, but as I watched it, a lot of it was familiar, so I'm sure I saw it. Uh, this one, not a lot of it was familiar. So Okay, cool. So a fresh watch from one of us, at least. That's great. Uh, I had seen this. As I said, this was one of those gifts that I got, one of the first R-rated movies that I owned alongside... Uh, Matrix Reloaded and uh, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, all those 2003 R-rated movies from Warner Brothers of that year. And uh, yeah, it was like a nice little addition to my collection. I remember liking Matrix Reloaded and then this one I was a lot more conflicted about at the time. So just to give you a slight insight into my mind at the time, I think... It, it, it will be interesting to talk about the reception to this movie because everyone like critics, as much as they like to think that they're unbiased or uninfluenced, I think people were still writing off the high fumes of of the first Matrix and critics were just primed to give Matrix Reloaded good reviews. Hence why that movie has pretty decent reviews considering at the time or, or at least just a year after people would talk negatively about it. And then once this one came out, like critics, it's like they smelled what the people were thinking and followed suit and reactionarily mm-hmm. gave it a lower score. So I don't I don't know what to make of that. I also think that there's a lot to be said about um, the time period and what they were doing in Reloaded was special at that point. But now it's not. Yeah. And I like Reloaded. Kind of yeah. like new Metal. Kind of like new Metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Queen of the Damned, still good. Yeah. Yeah. But short, long story short, I have seen this movie probably twice. I think maybe twice since release. So isn't that crazy? Because there there are movies like this that I feel like I've seen really recently. And then mm-hmm. I, you know, you know, look back and I'm like, and time's that just, was 15 years time ago. Time has just slipped away. Right. Or yeah. This one was 20. This one was exactly 20 years ago. The passing yeah. of time. It's crazy to me. Is insane. Crazy. And yet still has some, I'm not going to say all of its effects, but still has some effects better than some effects today. Yep. I would argue. Yeah. I, Which is just sad. Depends on where you look, but yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I believe today's effects can and are sometimes much better, but I feel like effects are so quickly slapdashed together at the last minute these days to get to rush a product out mm-hmm. that hence they don't look good. So I'm not blaming the artists. I'm blaming studios that mm-hmm. pump these things oh, out yeah. as quickly as they can. Yeah. Uh, with that said, let's uh let's get a quick call to action in here. David, give uh, give it to us. Give it to you. All right, guys, you know the drill. Get on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star review because we need it. We are here for you guys. So therefore, you are here for us, right? Wrong. No, hopefully liking us on any of the platforms you can following us, send us to a friend, uh, whatever you want. Honestly, just help us out in any way you see fit. Five stars. Five stars. All right. And with that said, I'm going to take it away with the story. Everything that has a beginning has an end. 
see the end coming. I see the darkness spreading. I see death. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, welcome back. We missed you. It ends tonight. And you are all that stands in his way. If you cannot stop him tonight, then I fear that tomorrow may never come. Picking up immediately where Reloaded ended, Neo and Bane still lie unconscious in the medical bay of the ship Hammer. Cool name for a ship. Sounds like it'd be mm-hmm. out of Halo. Uh, inside the Matrix, it is Hammer of Dawn. There yeah, you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, inside the Matrix, Neo is trapped in a subway station named Mobile Avenue, a transition zone between the Matrix and the machine world. He meets a family, a quote-unquote family of programs, including a girl named Sati. The father tells Neo the subway is controlled by the train man, a program loyal to the Merovingian. When Neo tries to board a train with the family, the train man refuses and overpowers him. Seraph contacts Morpheus and Trinity on behalf of the Oracle, who informs them of Neo's confinement. Seraph, Morpheus, and Trinity enter Club Hell, where they confront the Merovingian and force him to release Neo. Troubled by visions of the Machine City, Neo visits the Oracle, who reveals that Smith intends to destroy both the Matrix and the real world. She tells him that everything that has a beginning has an end. After Neo leaves, a large group of smiths assimilate Sati and Seraph. The Oracle does not resist assimilation, and Smith gains her powers of precognition. In the real world, the crews of the Nebuchadnezzar and the Hammer find and reactivate Niobe's ship. They interrogate Bane, who says that he has no recollection of the earlier massacre. As the captains plan their defense of Zion, Neo requests a ship to travel to the, the Machine City. Motivated by her encounter with the Oracle, Niobe offers him the Logos. Neo departs, accompanied by Trinity. Bane, who has stowed away on the Logos, takes Trinity hostage. Neo realizes that Bane has been assimilated by Smith, and a fight ensues. Bane burns Neo's eyes with a power cable, blinding him. Neo discovers that he can still see machine source code in the real world, and uses this ability to kill Bane. Trinity then pilots them to the machine city. Noah! Being our, uh, I'm not going to say you disliked Reloaded, but I think, no, you were, you, you Arena were, was the one that disliked Reloaded. Yeah, I take but that, I was, I was the most vocal. Yeah, you were the vocal yeah. detractor of Reloaded, yet you mm. still gave it like a, a six. A, a, no, you gave no, it a you seven. gave it a seven. Oh, yeah, I? I gave it you a six. You passed it. Oh. Arena gave it a six. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go to Arena. Mm-hmm. This initial, you were probably most down on this, I'm going to guess, I'm going to project onto you and, and guess that you are probably the most down on going into this final installment, thinking like, you better have something to prove, right? Or at least redeem yeah, in a I way. I was sort of um, expecting it to be the same, you mm-hmm. know, as the second because of what we talked about where they were both 
filmed around the same time, right? Yeah. So usually if they're filmed at the same time, they have similar energy. But, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I was going into it. Yeah. So I want to get your take and then everyone else's. This movie starts off kind of slow for a Matrix movie. Not in a, I'm not going to say in a bad way, but there's no like big action sequence to yeah. kick things off. Like the first any- two movies did. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the, the beginning bits of this movie? Overall thoughts on the first half, I guess. Like, how is this this playing for you? So, weirdly, the beginning when um, Neo kind of awakens in that train station location, it, for some reason, felt to me like returning to how the Matrix was in the first. The original aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. And it's sort of these um, weird sort of uncanny spaces mm. and that feeling of, like, you know those those games called the back rooms that people have played? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like those sort of industrial spaces or mm. rooms that are man-made, but there's like nobody there and stuff like that. So I I like that look. So mm-hmm. it, when I first saw this in the beginning of it, it felt promising because yeah. I was being returned to that sort of calm, empty space where everything feels a little bit off. Yeah. So... And so, yeah, the, the the plot picks up exactly where Reloaded left off, yeah. as it says, where you're seeing Bane and Neo side by side, both kind of comatose, and Neo's kind of in purgatory mm-hmm. that we learn with the train man, like kind of in between, and uh, Bane is woken up, but he's like, we're suspicious of this guy. Oh, yeah. Off the bat. Yeah. Noah, David, I'll, Noah, you can go first. How, how are you feeling at the the start of this movie with that initial setup and and how it's playing. So as it began, it felt pretty good. It seemed nice. (laughs) But then the further you go in the movie, the more you realize that like that, like him being in that room alone with the family, good part, but then enter train men and the Merovingian. And it's, it, they were kind of pointless except to get him out, but he didn't really need to be there in the first place. I mean, he. I mean, there's a point. Well, no, yeah. no, no. There is, but they could have just had him be like Matrix out of there. Yeah, you know, Matrix one oneness out of there instead of including the Merovingian and Trainmen, who were actually pointless to the story. I also think that uh, the Trinity and Neo reuniting scene doesn't like play like the music wants wants it to play. Oh, like yeah. you're supposed to believe that these have been apart. These two have been apart for so long. And they have this like big embrace and the music swells. And it almost felt like, oh, I should be, feel- it's trying to force me to feel something mm-hmm. when I already, like I believe in their love already, yeah, but still yeah. like it's, it's like. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It, it's almost like it happens too early in the movie for, like you need to yes. build up that. Stop that, selling that, it yeah. again. You need to build up that separation of the two if you want me to like feel, because I feel like, like they just. Oh, yay, they're together. Yeah, I yeah. feel like they just parted. Yeah. And yeah. even though in this time span of the movie, it's been longer. It yeah, you don't you don't span. really feel I don't know. it. They didn't yeah. really say. It didn't feel like a long time span. Yeah. David, your thoughts on the beginning? Um, it's fine. I it wasn't super engaging. I wasn't super amped for this movie because I feel like most of us I heard from people or just growing up that this was a weak spot in the franchise. So I was like, all right, well, time to get this one off. I haven't seen yeah. it. And Slow start, not bad, just slow. And so I was like, okay, watching, look at my watch. 
And uh, I did like the scenes uh, with Bane. I thought that was cool knowing that that was Smith. But then once we get to the train station, I really liked the conversation and the dialogue. He it was had. great. I was with the, the Indian family. I, yeah. Yeah. I was thoroughly surprised by how good the dialogue was. Yeah. And this sets up one of the premises of the movie that is also set up in the previous one, but that programs can maybe interpret or at least create love. Like they, not they feel. Yeah, they least. feel. And these two programs were motivated to create something. And it's the first time or it's kind of alluded to it being maybe the first time that there's a child, like a, mm. a program child. Yeah. Uh, and what do you do with that? What do you do about that? Um, well, uh, they, it was, it, she was useless. So delete. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what they're that's talking what, about. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the point of the. Um, that's why they're at this train station, which is like a smuggling operation almost through the Merovingian. Like if you want right. to go into the real world or into the Matrix by means that are not seen by, you know, yeah. the. Where the, you can exist freely without being deleted. Yeah. Is unnecessary. Yeah. So this movie is, I think these two sequels, something that the first movie doesn't do and. I don't know if this was always the intention. Actually, it was, because, mm. but it was never drawn out, or it was never seen in the movie. But it's trying to separate the machines from the programs. Like, machines, not maybe not bad like you think. Like, do bad things, yes, mm -hmm. but not could be good, too. Like, or yeah. as yeah. is it said in the second movie, like, the machines, they serve a... A purpose, purpose too, like blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Right, it's all uh, part we of just the don't know system. it yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and then the programs themselves, even though created by the machines, are autonomous, mm -hmm. even though they are fulfilling obligations. This is one of those things for me that it, it, I understand it and I like it, but I'm also struggling to like find the relevance to the story. Mm. Well, like, I, like I think that they could have made it relevant to the story if. You know, they threw, if they somehow made a connection to Neo's powers through them becoming, you know, real in a certain way. Mm. And maybe he's some sort of, like, downloaded program that gives him his ability to use his powers in the real world somehow. I don't know. Uh, fun fun fact but, about the machines, Noah, that would probably make you appreciate this direction a little more. I do, I do like it. I actually like the direction. I okay. just... But it did, just do you, doesn't feel like it should be part of the story. Do you do you want to know a really quick spark notes about machines? Sure. In this world, and it's told in a the Animatrix, which is a collection of oh. mini stories, mini movies. Uh, one of the stories is about the machines and how one machine killed a human at one point, mm -hmm. way back when. Like, and then because of that one machine, the humans decided to terminate every single one of those machines and thus the machines I, okay i'm paraphrasing and i'm probably not getting it completely right right but they effed off somewhere else and started to build their own society and the humans started to regress a little bit and then once the machines felt like they were strong enough they came back to the humans and said hey can you let us into the the un or whatever please like now we're, we're our own society we're our own society you need us and the humans out of just, you know, hubris or whatever. Nah. We're like, nope. Like, not good enough. We and, made you. Yeah, and that triggered the war. The machines ignited the sky since they knew that the humans needed the sky to live and the machines don't. 
Little did the machines know, then they they actually needed the sunlight as well, or they yeah. needed some sort of energy, thus starting the harvesting of humans. And what the machines learned is that what gives them juice is triggering human emotion. Like any sort of human emotion would give them juice. Trippy, man. So they then created the Matrix, which simulated emotions in the humans' minds. Uh, it uh, makes more sense than what the mm-hmm. architect was saying, where... Yeah. The the original creation of the Matrix was perfect in every way, but yeah. it didn't spur enough emotion out of the people, and therefore it was a failure in its own regard. Yeah. Even though it was a perfect oasis. Yeah. So it's got, I just knowing that made it kind of even though it's not presented in the movie, it's only alluded to, made it cooler. Like <laughs> just yeah. as a like the lore in the Matrix is really good. Uh, yeah. No, it is. Versus some other movie lores, which are just like, uh, just spare me the details. Well, yeah, I, I like this, you know, humanizing of uh, the machines or AI. Mm-hmm. It's just that it it just, I don't know. Specifically, they need like the to, they the need to add more to it somehow There's or connect it to the story better. Something mm-hmm. very jarring from going from the first Matrix to the second and third, yeah. where it feels like we get to this point where you're actually supposed to be feeling sympathy for, mm-hmm. you know, the this program and all the programs within it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it feels like there was a huge leap made to that point where I didn't really get to take that step-by-step process from we are opposing the machines yep. to, oh, they're just kind of existing like we're existing mm-hmm. and we should just kind of be hands off one another i guess yeah so, so i have a question on that then and just to clarify so we have the the indian family who have uh what was her name sati, sati. Yeah. and all of the people slash programs in the matrix are they real people in the real world that are plugged in i think that all the adults are so and they, she is not exactly. Yeah. So they so had two adults who were programmed into the matrix yeah. that created something. Yes. So that's what I think the, or at least created something that wasn't already planned by the machines. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the idea. Because people make, which leads me to believe that the programming of people in the matrix is to not like reproduce. Like that's probably like built into their. Well, no, they have to. I mean, it's a it's a world, so obviously people are reproducing. But I'm guessing the. The, the kids that those people are producing are not mm. helping in any way, like... Or weren't made with whatever this love thing is. Yeah, like, I, I it's don't a, know. Like, yeah. outside of their control, so they didn't have a purpose. Yeah, it's weird, man. You could, mm. you could hey, bring it back to the rabbit. You could go all the way down yep, yep. This, this rabbit hole. Yeah. Rabbit holes yeah. all abound in the Matrix universe. Yep. Um, But let's talk about the kind of two sides of the... this. The story being told here, we have uh, the Oracle who reaches out to Seraph, who reaches out to um, Morpheus and Trinity and the people in the real world. Oracle's got something to say uh, about Neo, how you can get him out. So then they have to go to the Merovingian. Meanwhile, Neo's doing all the, you know, the stuff that just hanging out in purgatory. Uh, we get a, a bit of an action sequence, which I feel like this action sequence to me almost feel like I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but it almost seems like hand waved away. Like, Hey, I, we know y'all want like a, some action sequence in this, like a mm. shootout. Mm. Cause that's what the matrix is. This seemed like the, okay, we'll do that for the fans of the first one. Like have right. a little hallway. 
I shootout. Kind of like yeah. that. Scene. I liked it too, but it, it it's it's not something that I thought like it's not the thing that I think they really wanted to show us right. about oh, yeah. the movie. It was sort you know? of like we need to have something here to spice up. You know, yeah, and mm. then we'll just throw in like a little altercation. Yeah. Like, yeah. look, guys, we didn't forget we are a Matrix movie. See, mm-hmm. we're doing it. The upside down stuff was funny. It would be funny anytime one of those goons who are like weirdly wearing like chain shirts and the dumbest mm-hmm. looking apparel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd they'd be effective at shooting, and then they do a backflip or something and get shot. I'm like, guys, you need to stop with <laughs> stop with the, the backflips. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're figuring it out. They're figuring it's it out. Not helping y'all. I, I, so. I, I did some research on sort of how they did a lot of these scenes practically mm-hmm. and CGI wise. And it's so cool how much they put into this. I, mm-hmm. I don't know the budget, but just looking at the production, I'm like, this had a lot of money yep. and they went for it. Yep. So like that scene in particular, they literally had wires going through like the ceiling where you can't see them. And then they yanked them up, and they went upside down, and then they ran on the ceiling. And I was like, was whoa. Neat. And you would think that they would have done the lazy thing, which is just, oh, just make the floor look, upside look down. like the ceiling, yep. and they're running on it. And then uh, we'll just flip it over in. the camera or yeah. whatever. And yeah. I kind of thought that's what they did do, because anytime nope. someone would flip, it would cut. And I'm like, oh, you should have left that a little longer, because then I could see his cape dangling down yeah. to show the gravity defying even more right true um but yeah that's awesome to know that that's like they yeah, that's cool really... because i assumed like you reese that was yeah. well the and method. they were yeah. also shooting something i'm sure blanks or whatever at those pillars because they the cameras had like no, this those were real bullets real, no they th- this is how the matrix, with my immersion this is how the matrix does <laughs> they use real bullets people are really upside down <laughs> they, they had uh plexiglass shields for the cameras and you just see like things go brrr, also, <laughs> did uh, you know they made the Matrix for the Matrix? Whoa, whoa! Mind <laughs> they blown. built the Matrix. <laughs> We're feeding the Matrix, the matrix so they right could now. film the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. I have a whole theory on that. Um, but one of my favorite things in that shootout scene, like when they're going to see the Merovingian, uh, is you know they, it shows behind the scenes the actual director or whoever is shouting like "cut" or you know "go." Yeah, and they're like "go," and then one guy goes. <laughs> to like simulate the gun noise and, and then like there's this one guy who's standing in the front and he's just shaking his body with his arms like oh! <laughs> it's so funny seeing it from the behind uh-huh. the scene perspective it's total role playing and immersion it is I love it I love the commitment so they get they manage to get Neo out after we have another little weird creepy interaction with the Merovingian uh, Irina you get your that cringe line that you love from oh. uh, Monica Belushi. You want to so recite awful. it? I don't know it word for word. But it doesn't have to be word for word. I think it was like Trinity was threatening to shoot him and everyone in there was just going to die. And she says something like, oh, you, you better believe her. She's in love. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's serious. Yeah. In hindsight, pretty cringy dialogue there. Hey, I was fine it's with okay the scene the up until that moment. Yeah, I, I just like that all the gimps took the guns away. Oh, gosh, all <laughs> yeah. everyone in that little club was hilarious. Club hell. There was a lady who had a birdcage on her head. That was a thing. <laughs> they're they're just having fun. Uh, you know, oddly enough, they blend in more these days. You're right. Yeah, kinda. Um, so Neo and Trinity reunite. We saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're kind of we're going back to Zion, and we don't get any of the hellish looking orgy 
party Zion that we saw. This is in, a better Zion. This is like you get it. This is more the military Zion <laughs> uh, biome, I guess, if you want to use the, the video game term that people love mm. to throw around. But we get a lot of just more of the steampunk, more of the mech suit stuff, more of the big gears and big like massive hallways and mm. or uh, spaces. A lot of spaces. stuff in a scene in a place called the docks. Yeah. And uh, the cool ships, like the Nebuchadnezzar, the Hammer, the Logos, those little, get a lot of those scenes as well. By the way, great names. Like, yeah. Great ship names, great just character names. Yeah. So the, the Wachowski's got that down. How cool would it have been if, like, instead of, you know, mech suits with a bunch of, like, machine guns or whatever, it's, like, mech suits with, like, giant swords and shields, and they, like, hold the line of, like, that would be sentinels. Cool. So, and it's like, like, a 300 battle, but with, yeah. with sentinels? Yeah, exactly. That would be kind of cool. Wouldn't it be sick? I'd watch it. I know. I yeah, I- I'm wondering if maybe they didn't do that so they don't look exactly like they're copying anime. They Like, it already looked like anime enough to me. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah, but, I mean, you if you're doing it. it, do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh... I do really. I, I'm, I'm maybe a mix of the two because I wouldn't want to sacrifice the gun mechs because I love just seeing those big like chains of bullets hanging oh, down. So those those, just, those like, were go, cool. Like, those were. By cool. the way, so, yeah. as far as mech suits, like giant mech suits in movies, which you don't see it every day, mm-hmm. but this is one of the better giant mech suits that oh, I've yeah. seen. Oh yeah, yeah, very cool. cool. By the way, they had fully operational giant mech suits. Like yeah. I'd not like I heard they built one full to scale. Yes. Mm. And then, at least that's what I saw. And then that's they modeled cool. all the others like the CGI models. That's like really they, cool. they put that CGI model in and then like multiply and then make them do different things. Um it's super cool. Yeah. More cool. I think there's more practical work going on here than you think. There oh, yeah. is no there is a no, ton you can, of practical. You can work. definitely tell. Uh I I noticed immediately that they were going practical for a lot of things because I liked it better. Yeah. Let's put it this way. The stuff I saw like in the making of seemed like this was being made nowadays. I was watching and I was <laughs> yeah. like, man, this looks like the setup for this seems like somebody who's been doing this for which a long time. Which is consistent with the Matrix, which is always seen as something that was ahead of its time. Yep. Like, here we are. Isn't it funny how like the things that tend to hold up are the things that use more practical mm-hmm. effects? Yeah. But we're, it's, we're like a works, good, it? it's a good marriage of practical and you know including yeah. the computer graphics to kind of just yeah maybe like lighting and yeah stuff like that yeah yep yeah uh so they they uh reactivate niobe's ship the the logos and bane gets interrogated uh and they do the classic thing where they leave him alone with the woman and he jumps up and stabs her. That's oh, kind of like I, am the that's I know. Guy. It's like we're super suspicious of this guy. Here, you check it out. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. go upstairs. Oh. <laughs> like, no, yeah, th- yeah th- that made me so upset when they're like, "Hmm, the captain's got some questions for him because these look self-inflicted, and he survived whatever." And they just leave him next yep. to Neo, both yeah. passed yep. out. Also, they never touch on why why you would have a que- have to question someone who has self-inflicted wounds is is like suicide or suicidal thoughts not a thing that ever happens no 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 they don't think that they're suicidally inflicted they think that they're self-inflicted to make the appearance of like being damaged or something that hmm. theoretically that's what i huh. think interesting all, all i know is that after he, you know, Bane kills the doctor or whatever, yeah. um, the, the commander on the ship was like, I knew it. 
I, sh- I knew he was bad. I'm like, then just, why did you leave I him alone with her? I just love that his reaction seems so just almost like a corporate problem where it's like, yep. ugh, this again, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. an attitude towards yeah. it. Yeah, Someone, clean it up. Their, their doctor died and he's just like, ugh, great. And Another problem to deal with, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, Bane stows away on the ship that Neo requests that they do grant him access to that ship so that he can go. Uh, I forgot how early that happened. Yep. Well, it feels like a later in the movie thing, but really it's not. It's like one third of the way. Exactly. Roughly. I'm probably I'm just trying to get through the big points of the plot. So there's probably pieces that I'm missing. But I think the significant thing we want to talk about is Bane blindsiding literally Neo after a well he first gets trinity and he's like i will i'll take care of trinity blah 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 something happens trinity's shoved aside or something then it's neo v uh bane and bane uses that electrical thing on his face and neo realizes he can still see the machine he sees that it is smith well he did, did he know beforehand because i think smith set comes he, out he, says, he, 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 it's he me it okay. yeah. let's put it this way it took neo way too long I to thought figure smith it out was going but, like it's yeah, me it and he, and then neo's like i don't believe i don't, it. I, don't I don't understand it. So it's like, how do you understand. not how do you not hear you, the inflection yeah and, mm-hmm. and in addition to what he's saying yeah it's okay he figured uh, it out he also said Mr. Anderson. Yeah, exactly. Does Who anyone else, else say Mr. Anderson to you? <laughs> I, I think I've heard that before. Maybe he saw the first movie. Yeah. But yeah, then we, once Neo goes blind, he realizes he can see the machine in, in like, oh, I, I can still see these because they're not part of this world that mm-hmm. I, but I'm plugged into this world in a way and I am the one Dude. of that world with extra abilities so right. I can see them. I think this is the coolest part in the movie when he's like, I see you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, and, oh, that was, that was satisfying. And uh, that was so just the, a cool way to show an obliteration of a yeah. head or a decapitation of sorts. Right. Just shiny. Without it being like too, <laughs> too gratuitous. Gruesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You get the idea. Yeah. You see that thing tear off of the, from the neck. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was satisfying to watch, even though you know it's not the end of Agent Smith by any means. Yeah. So at this point, Trinity pilots them to the machine city, and we will kick off from there on the second portion of the story. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, I'm not missing anything. Yeah, so Trinity does. I'm getting this mixed up because I said he wanted to take her. They, he wanted to go see the Oracle. He had already seen. Yeah, he'd or- already seen yeah, the he, Oracle. That had already happened. Yeah. So I apologize for the confusion on that. This The reason they took this ship was to go to the machine city in real life. Yeah. Uh, the source, really. Uh, so now that he's blind, Trinity needs to pilot the ship on her own, and off they go. And, and then, then we we'll essentially have later. a, what is he proposing situation <laughs> with the captain? Like, he's mad. Uh, I, I thought that was so funny. He's like, I need your ship. He's like, why? I'm going to the machine city. You're going to die. You're Pro- not getting probably. my ship. They're like, probably. It's like, what are you going to do? I don't know. Do you want guns? Nah. He's like, nah. no, you do not get my ship. And he's like, come on. Come on. Niobe's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can get mine. Take mine. Take mine. That other commander's uh, like, what is happening? That's one more thing we can quickly discuss before we move on to the second portion. Like, Niobe's role is a bit 
larger in this one. Yeah, it is. I, I like it more here yeah. than the second one. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so t- tell us, like, what do you like about Niobe in this movie? I, I feel like her character is taking more charge, where in the, in the second movie, I felt like there were just more questions than actions, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of what you had said in the previous episode, the middle movie curse is yeah. kind of like this weird thing because it's trying to link two movies together. Mm-hmm. Uh, her character in this one, I felt that the actress and the writing were a little more honed in on who she is yeah. in this space. So I I liked a lot of her performance and her role as not really... She wasn't even really stealing any spotlight. It felt like she kind of mixed in well with the rest mm-hmm. of the crew and this mm-hmm. gang that has formed. So Yeah. I also yeah. think it was because in the middle movie, a lot of her plot points were relegated to that video game that was happening at the same time that she shot a lot of footage for. Oh, so I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if, and I haven't played the game nor researched exactly what happens, but I, I'm wondering if that video game only takes place in the mid chapter. Yeah. And then from then on, she's like more of a part of the yeah. central story. So maybe that's it too. I don't know. Could but be. yeah. Getting I did... to see her outside of the Matrix because like I, I think yeah. the second one, she's mostly in the Matrix. You only all see her in that up. outfit, like yeah. that snake skin or whatever. And so thing for she's a while, wearing. you only see her as like, oh, she looks cool, um, but nothing much. And yeah. in this one, it felt a little more like a real person. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Let's uh, close out the story. Niobe and Morpheus rush towards Zion in the hammer to aid the human defenses. Zion's shipyard is overwhelmed by a horde of sentinels, and the fatally wounded Captain Mifune instructs Kid to open the gate to the, for the hammer, which he does with the aid of Z. When it arrives, it discharges its EMP, disabling all the sentinels present, but also Zion's remaining defenses. The humans are forced to retreat and wait for the next attack, thinking it will be their last stand. The Logos is attacked by a wave of machines outside the mach- outside of the machine city. To avoid the onslaught, they fly above them into the open sky and then crash into a building, fatally wounding Trinity. Neo enters the machine city and encounters the leadership of the machines in the form of the deus ex machina. Neo warns that Smith plans to conquer both the Matrix and the real world and offers to stop Smith in exchange for peace with Zion. The deus ex machina agrees and the sentinels shut down, stopping the attack on Zion. The machines plug Neo into the Matrix, whose population has now been entirely assimilated by Smith. The Smith with the Oracle's powers steps forth, telling Neo that he's foreseen his victory against Neo. After a protracted fight, Neo appears to concede defeat and allows himself to be assimilated. Outside the Matrix, the machines send a surge of energy into Neo's body, which inside the the Matrix causes the Neo-Smith clone, then all the other Smith clones, to be destroyed leaving the Oracle lying there and causing Neo's life to be sacrificed. Sorry. The Sentinels withdraw from Zion, Morpheus and Niobe embrace, and Neo's body is carried away by the machines. The Matrix is rebooted, and the Architect meets the Oracle in a park. They agree that the peace will last as long as it can, and that those humans who desire it will be offered the opportunity to leave the Matrix. The Oracle tells Sati, who created a, be- a beautiful sunrise for Neo, that she thinks they will see Neo again. Seraph asks the Oracle if she knew this would happen. She replies that she did not know, but she believed. Hmm. So there you have it. Lots to digest there. there. Um, I feel like uh, one thing that kind of overlapped from the first to second half of this is the battle that started at Zion. The battle that started at Zion. Like, uh, you mean the second second to third, you mean? 
Well, I mean, before I think it was in the first session of uh, plot that we talked about. It well, technically started. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Well, oh, I thought you meant the second first yeah. movie. I was like, oh no, yeah, wait, yeah. what? No, no. Uh, yeah, the, at the whole the whole time, the Sentinels are literally breaking through the dome layer, mm. upper dome layer of Zion. That's not mm-hmm. touched on on the original portion, but that is kind of like a keep that in the back of your mind. This is yeah. about to happen, and, yep. and that part starts. Pretty much right after uh, Neo leaves with uh, Trinity, yeah, exactly. And they separate. Mm-hmm. What What are those ships called? Do they have a name? I don't I, know what they're generally called. Yeah, um, they're ships. They yeah. They float through circuits. What's <laughs> the hammer? Is that <laughs> the cables. one? The hammer. The hammer. Yeah. The hammer. Okay, yeah. So they then do that crazy maneuver with justice. what's her name? I, I do love the Niobe. setup. Niobe, Niobe as they yeah. as the ship driver, they're like, We need to get back, but the fastest way is through uh, what's the word they use? Um through but the it, devil's anus. It just makes me think <laughs> that they're like, Nobody can drive stick shift on a yeah. ship like this. And like, she's like, I can. I, I do can. like it. Yeah. Actually was a good scene. It was though. great. Yeah. I was yeah. Cool. And uh, the effect that, that was some good yes. Yeah, the effects on them have improved too. Like yep. the they look better than they did in the first mm. movie for sure. And mm. even the second one, I feel like they even had time to, you know, polish the effects from the second to third even. Like, I think the you know when there's a CGI rubber body in this, but it doesn't look as, like, obvious as it did to me in, the, like, in the Burly Brawl in the uh, second movie. Oh, speaking of which, I have a whole theory on why that looks the way it does based okay. on something. I thought I we, we exposed why that well did. no it's a whole thing I accidentally looked up while researching this one. Okay, but, we'll we'll touch on it in the yeah, big anime fight yeah, at, we'll the put end. at the end. What do y'all think about this big mech battle? It's not something you see in every movie. Oh, uh, it's kinda cool. There are some cool. shots that look really good. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the yeah, framing for some of them, I would I could see that in a poster. Yeah. And uh, that yeah. massive drill thing that just drops and has these legs that prop it up. Right. It, that thing looked exquisite. Like yeah. I and it's just a drill. Yeah. But I was like, when it that thing drops down and, and it's just like picking itself back up with those legs, I was like is that practical? Like, like what yeah. is that thing? Maybe like, the <laughs> fact that I heard that this was going to be worse than others, that whenever I was watching it, I just wanted to look around and be like, what? what? Guys, this is cool. Is good. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, this is, in a way, I get why people were disappointed by this movie, but yeah. it's kind of almost every nerd's fantasy. Like, it's got all those elements baked into the pie. I'm not saying the pie is perfectly cooked. Mm-hmm. But it, like all those ingredients are thrown in here. Like you got a freaking mm-hmm. mech battle, like an epic scale, and a good one mech battle. I would say yeah, yeah, with sentinels that, and I think the sentinels look cool too. Like a really cool design for these little tentacly things that yeah. you know. This is the first time you see them in mass, like this to this level. It's a good thing it wasn't actually an anime for reasons. I wonder if the <laughs> oh, yeah. the oh. people upset with it are. The kind of people that use the Matrix as sort of a badge of like I'm a deep thinker or <laughs> whatever, and then they watch these and they're like, "Oh man, <laughs> it just ruins my whole image." Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that go into why yeah. there was backlash for this one. One being, it gets off to a slow start. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the end of the next one, you think you're going to be off to the races again, right? And no, back up a few ticks. We're going to spend some time in a train station. With I think this that's we- this actually like- what helped me appreciate it more because <laughs> yeah. I think the rush of the second one kind of muddied a lot of the thought that went into it. Yeah, but it had a lot of ideas. The first, yeah. the second one is, was 
just throwing ideas out out at you. Oh, they were like speeding past you, and you're like, wait yeah, a minute, hang yeah. on. I'm and then it just cuts off, and then it's like, as I, as much as I like the second one, it, uh-huh. the, the, it's it's almost like it's the the bull that messed up the china shop. It picks up all the pieces and hands it to the third movie. Yeah, like, it's like here you hey, go, make something <laughs> like you know, like, connect it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to this movie's credit, I think it like kind of mostly succeeds, which is weird. Yeah. But that's like one of the elements that the opening to this movie. One of the elements that I think people were like. They've got their popcorn in. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, next Matrix movie. Like, uh, maybe it'll be better than... We didn't like the second one as much, but maybe this one will really yeah. do it for us. And they're munching and munching. It's like, oh, it's kind of like spending a lot kind of time of, with this family. Kind of a buzz family. killer right now. Um, and then the second half is just, let's kill all the characters you love. And <laughs> and in a way, in, hi- in, in hindsight, I like these choices. But when you're wanting to see that neo hero story where he's just triumphant in every action sequence right what you're getting is a crippled neo with a a a bandage over his face which, which I, looks so cool which looks cool <laughs> it really looks so cool you know what this is suffering yeah. from in, in a similar way is the glass effect oh, people yeah. going in thinking it's going to be some cool epic mm. battle and turns oh, out yeah, it's a little bit slower, and the hero we wanted it to be is uh, not as Although, uh, superhero. Yeah. In all of this um, talk of relating Neo to like some sort of messiah, you had to kind of see that coming, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even <gasps> when Agent he di- Smith says that. Did you yeah. see? And not to zip ahead, when he dies, he literally is like turns into an angel and, and there's he's a got burning the, the wings but there's a burning cross on his chest dude and, and did you do you not see there's like some yeah. like wings coming out no too. the the machine like, yeah, i think that's the machine tentacle things yeah. or, or cables right. that were plugged into him almost yeah. like spreading out we, in the uh, yeah it is when i saw that like i like immediately was thinking of like a Breaking Benjamin album yeah, cover. Yeah, it does <laughs> yeah. look like that. That's what the, that Phobia album cover? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the image they, they try to evoke, I feel like. It is, 100%. Um, still onto that mech battle, though. Yeah, yeah, super any, cool. Any notes, any... What do, uh, what'd you I, like? What'd I you think do? the shot that is in my head right now is um, Captain... Uh, what's his name? Mifune? yeah. Like kind of like the... shooting at the yeah. air, and you see him like in the frame of this shot. He's in the lower left corner, mm-hmm. and you just see all the machines kind of circling around. And he's shooting off. There's the orange fire from his guns blazing, yeah. and like the whole screen is taken up by this just really cool looking sci-fi background and I'm like oh I want to I like I it's want that epic. shot right yeah. there <laughs> also Mifune you know? is the character that I didn't know I wanted until I watched him in yeah. this oh, movie because yeah. <laughs> they set him up early I wish I had more of him I know me yeah. too there's people that wish that it was Morpheus in the seat of that mech uh, I because could, of yeah, dramatic I stakes but I, I also that. push back on that a little and think that this movie does a good job of setting up this other guy too. Yeah. I like. I, I think I I understand why, yeah. but I, I think that it's fundamentally not his character to be in that position. Well, yeah. Morpheus I, sits in chairs, and a <laughs> mech is not. You a got a good chair. Like <laughs> you got a good point. Oh, I Morpheus just... is supposed to be sort of prophet-like almost and i think this character is one of the martyrs you know yeah that's kind of the difference between the two they also have mifune as a connecting tissue with like that 16 year old kid who ends up 
taking over at some yeah. point and and sort of being the last effort to allow the ship in. I kind of mm-hmm. liked incorporating these outside characters ne- a little me, more. It worked. Yeah. Me too. I was going to say last movie was garbage at <laughs> the support characters. This one did a lot better. Yeah. yeah. E- even though they didn't get tons of screen time. And I am sad that Morpheus kind of took a back seat in this one. Right. But uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I think it was better for the movie overall. Mm-hmm. So on to what's going on with Trinity and Neo. Uh, they're kind of attacked by these sentinels as they get closer to the machine city. Uh, so they're forced to go up into above the clouds. Uh, there's a glorious, picturesque skies Sun, above them. Guess, Trinity's yeah. like, it's beautiful. beautiful. And I, it only lasts for a split second before they descend back down into chaos. I really liked that whole Me too. Uh, scene. It first of all, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um. Like like weirdly, all the the machine yeah. land is really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um. And well done. Second of all, you see like a really cool display of Neo's powers, which is right. like you know we'll make it. And then she's like, okay, drives forward, and he like puts his hand out, and the the wave of everything just yeah. gets yeah. obliterated. Uh, which we'll Super talk about cool. how that happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, hey, it's the source he's connecting he's, with. Sure, but how? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> movie magic, baby. Um, also, I, the entire machine city, though. Tell me, it doesn't look like it was designed by H.R. Geiger. Like, no, um, a lot. There's a lot of. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of Geiger influence ever since the first movie. Well, especially when um, Neo gets hooked up to the machine. Mm-hmm. You again, basically near the end when he has his face off with. Mr. Agent Smith. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like that whole shape of him almost going into a fetal position mm. and with the cables coming out of his back and yeah. everything. I I feel like I've literally seen HR Geiger stuff that has that same kind oh, yeah. of profile. So and go ahead. No, no, you you go. I was talking earlier. Geiger also has a uh he likes to mi- mix these grotesque images with like things that almost look like phallic or sexual or yeah and there's something about these the way these things plug into people i know and the way that <laughs> I was like the same thing. like the cables snake up his his back when he's not wearing yeah. i'm like okay like i i see it's what like, you're doing see, here. there's some kind of um, influence here <laughs> yeah but uh so they descend from the clouds uh neo gets yeah, as he said, is like, oh, hey, go go over here, which maybe not the best advice because it it's re- results in her death. Right. Um, but Whoops. still, maybe it's the only option they had. Yeah. It's like the Doctor Strange, like we had this one chance and we're doing it. Uh, but she's impaled by a bunch of rods. Uh, the setup, bro. The setup, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> the words. I love. It's true, though. I know. Um, we, we both kind of laughed at this scene because... Of the way it was shot and kind of like Neo just kind of crawling over to her. He's like, we we did it. We did it. She's we like, it, I Trin. can't come with you. He's like, what do you mean? And then there's like Pan a out. cut to like <laughs> just yeah. five different five rods yeah. sticking out of her chest. That's weird because it, it didn't play comedic for me at it all. It didn't like, for me yeah, either. Oh. But I, I could picture <laughs> why that would 
Yeah. Like, like, why not, Trinity? <laughs> let's go. <laughs> For me, it was like, I already knew. Be right there, honey. <laughs> go on ahead. I'll catch up. Uh, well, let's just use that electrical thing that that guy used on my eyes. We'll cauterize the wound. Okay, you'll um, be fine. <laughs> kind of got a BM right now, so just give me a minute. <laughs> but as much as, like, I don't think Trinity gets as much to do in this movie. Yeah. Like, this is kind of her shining acting moment. Mm. Right. I think she does a great, like, a great job. I'm dying speech. Mm. Yeah. She's really good at dying. There's yeah. a good, it, there's a good line, good lines. Yeah. Good lines. I, I, again, I do wish she had more to do in this movie. The, the, her essential role is to get Neo out and then set him on his path again. Right. Like reset. No, I, I think it's really good. And I, I thought it was really touching, you know, uh-huh. how just, just the statement of like, I didn't, want to say i'm sorry you know i wanted to say i love you yeah you know they all the characters say kind of all the right things in these movies i've realized whether or not it's cheesy to you or not or the lines are not well the thing about matrix is that they can deliver like cheesy lines and it works because it's just that kind of movie yeah i agree uh i think this is the part where the machines are basically on the verge of getting into it, getting into the ship and killing Neo as they always like to do, tear into these ships and get into mm. kill Neo. Um, how does okay? Re- refresh my mind. How does this scene play out where Neo is able to speak to the machines? Uh, they all combine to create some like big massive head. Deus Ex yeah. Machina. Yeah. Deus Ex Machina. How how did that come to be? Like cause I think I. I've watched this twice, yet I can't quite remember the transition to that scene. Well, he just walks up and it approaches him. Yeah, he just walks yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's not, why I didn't remember. Not, it. That I it was just more... sort of emerges. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it floats up. Yeah, to it him. comes to him. So, do uh-huh. the machines not try to break into the ship and kill him again? No. Or... No. No. They were like, no, nah, not this guy. I feel oh, like they okay. they're like, I know you. Yeah. I recognize you. Killed your my power. cousin. <laughs> kind of makes their crash almost a little pointless in that. If they could have just landed the ship. Yeah, they, well, they, not, well, they didn't know, though, I guess. He he broke in, and then the guy was about to kill him, and then he said some words. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. I thought the face thing was a little odd. Yeah. I, I feel like it would have been better if it hadn't shown as, like, a talking head. face, a talking head. Almost like a baby-looking head. Yeah. I was going to um, say, they're, they're pulling and, a, a Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a little weird, but it is also really cool. Well, maybe it is like a um this is a human, this is how we how we have present to commute to, yes, I was uh, just with the human. Yeah. Like maybe they were what I like about it is it's kind of again, this being very forward thinking where you think of like chat GPT. Yeah. And it's trying to create something that sounds like it was created by a human, yet right. you can still see through it. Yeah. So what would a machine do? It would try to create like what a human sees as innocent, a baby. Yeah. Make it a giant head to try and communicate with the human like yeah. hey I'm not gonna hurt you it's like but this all, is something they can but yet y'all see. still need to kind of work on that like a yeah. big baby face yeah. machine is scary I, <laughs> I, I, I see the, the robots or like machines as completely sentient at this mm. point mm-hmm. um, because the fact that he goes up there and it reacts in anger and not only in anger, they're like, nah, screw you. We don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right, go ahead and kill me. But first, I have to say one thing. And instead of just killing him, they're like, okay, go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> it's like, you could just kill him. You were that angry. Uh, but no, they, uh, they listened. 
So I think they agree, they come to an agreement that this rogue program, Agent Smith, that is at this point completely assimilated the Matrix, is could, in theory, cause the demise of both the machines and the humans. So the enemy of my enemy, enemy of my, of my enemy, definitely that. And it's called Deus Ex Machina, which it is. So it's like, yeah, yep, they acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, th- this ends. This is the first time that we see a machine human alliance. Uh, Neo journeys into the the Matrix once more in a cool scene of like, OK, all the the equipment to go into the Matrix is essentially just destroyed, I imagine, in this wreck. Yeah. And the machines are like, we got you. So they like combine all these cables, suspend them up in the air, and like plug into the back of his neck. It's pretty like, metal. Actually. It is cool. It <laughs> is cool. <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, they like create like a little seat for him. Yeah. Too. It just looks cool. It, it, it does. It like the, the whole like thing is just yeah. a, it's a, it's a mood. Yeah. yeah. And then we get, this ends in our like, a literal Super Saiyan anime fight with Agent Smith. Well, first, it's a... I, I kind of like the banter between him, yes, him and banter, Neo, where good. he's like, you like what I did with the place? And, and like, yeah. I know we, we've we heard that line in so many movies, but delivered by Agent Smith is just kind of funny. I, funnier. So <laughs> he, like I said, he's a wizard of words. Yeah. I, um, I really love the imagery of just all these, like, Agent Smiths just stacked up into... Mm every skyscraper to yeah. the watching just like sitting there like just watching just yeah. watching it's yeah. kind of creepy and ominous yeah. that there's just the whole city is agent yeah. says complete corrupt program they're all there and they're just here to watch i've seen the future i'm not dude saying exactly what he said but right i understand why they thought they had to like get agent smith flying and all that but it didn't look that good to me i think it would have been way better if agent smith had said had like exerted control over the world and said, there's going to be no flying here. This is mm. my world. And then they like just fist fight it. My problem. I, I see where you're coming from, but I really like those slam moments where they shoot the, and the, the big old orb of, of uh, a yeah. water goes out oh, and then yeah. collapses to the ground. No, like, cool this is, it's this a scene. neat effect, but it looks so awkward with him flying around. I don't think so. Well, also this movie's know. about how, uh, Agent Smith has gotten a taste of the real world and Neo yeah, yeah. has gotten a taste of the Matrix. Not in the way that they've just seen it, right. but they're sort of a part of each other's worlds yes. now. Like Neo's they're not their sim- counterparts. Yeah, Neo's not simply visiting the Matrix, he's dominating the Matrix, whereas yeah. Agent Smith is now in the like the real world and can make changes there too. So they're exact mirrors of each other. You can almost like, say he's the Antichrist. Yes, mm. in a way. Yeah, if you want to keep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like Christian correlations you can make to this, and and I think some of them are fairly obvious. Uh, I know people don't like to talk about that. Yeah, but they, yeah I mean, they, it's, you it's, don't it's, have to, but it's the there is something about. Yeah, um, yeah it's kind of all over the place. Even the word logos for logos. one of the ships that's like the word of God, like yeah. traditionally. But yeah, um, the the interesting thing about Agent Smith is I. I keep thinking about his line from the first Matrix movie where he was talking about humans as being a virus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he literally became a virus because all viruses do is they just copy what they are, their own DNA. It turns things into them. Yeah, they turn things into them. It's not like there's not any permeation of that. What's interesting is Agent 
Smith became exactly what he hated Neo yeah. for. Oh, yeah. Exactly. He's calling ne- humans and Neo a cancer. Yeah. Like in the first movie. Yeah. In the very, when he's got him captured, or no, he's telling Morpheus that. Sorry. You remember yeah. that? It's like, you're mm. a disease. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. She was over, yeah. It's the yeah. smell. It's the yeah. smell. But he he ends up becoming that yeah. and in a way is almost trying to get to Neo's level. Mm-hmm. Like he has this weird obsession with Neo and wanting to beat him yep. so that he can I, I yeah. guess be him or something yep. or be Just better. Kiss already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the the ending lines are so funny, though. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. What did I just say? What did I say? <laughs> yeah. Now, that's so good. So It is so good. Like, we'll, we'll talk about the fight, but I do yeah. want to talk about, like, how well-seated this, like, Oracle stuff is. How yeah. Yeah. the Oracle was the deviant, was a deviant program, became a rogue program, mm-hmm. and and did not do what was planned. Instead, told Neo... That you're not the one you choose, essentially. Yeah. Like, and that's in the very first movie. So these movies have all been about you having agency, having choice can pr- have you prevail in the end, or at least result in not the standard, like, what you think is going to happen. Mm. But right. what is so cool is that, so Agent Smith, I don't know, or the Oracle lets, kind of lets Agent Smith consume or book or take her over so that he gets those powers of seeing the future but what agent smith doesn't know is that i I think what she doesn't bestow upon him is that there's this idea that you can choose that she told neo Mm -hmm. and that is something that he didn't retain from that so all he saw was like oh here's the generic future that will happen yeah and he doesn't see like the deviant rogue side of that program well i think there's also a part of it which they talk about that you can't see beyond things you don't know the answer yeah or can't can't understand and i think he saw up to a point and saw where he was winning or where he was going to win but he couldn't see past it maybe he's like oh that's the end yeah and to that line where y'all saw where he says the line and he's like wait Wait that's 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 not not right right. that's what i think i would have said but Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? <laughs> like, and it's just this complete wrench. <laughs> He's thrown. like, "It's not fair." <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's so satisfying. Or yeah. the, or the, he has a lot of great quotes he in this fight scene. But he's like, "Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you, do keep you persist? Persist?" That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Neo's response, uh, "Because I choose." Yeah, some, because I choose. My, because I chose to. Yeah, I chose to. That's so yeah. good. And it's like that was originally like, oh, you you were granted that in the first movie. Like, yeah, he chose Trinity, and the, these are actually all kind of about their love. Mm-hmm. And he chose Trinity versus the people, which was like the first choice that kind of deviated from that original yeah. Neo program. But what there's you know, also like a a line from a uh, Niobe earlier that. Uh, I just remembered that I kind of like. Oh, where was it? Where she talked to the Oracle? Where? Yeah. Uh. Well, no, no. She's talking to Morpheus or oh, someone. Oh, like a. Um, I don't. I don't. Believe, I, I don't believe in the I believe one. In him. I believe in yeah. him. Yeah. Neo. Mm-hmm. That's and it. and I think that's also a really cool little line. I just yeah. forgot and yep. I remembered. I wanted to. And also, it it separates him it. from those previous five mm, Neos exactly. that were just part of the plan. This is the first Neo that has agency and right. is actually like a person that he yeah. can choose. Yeah, choose. and that uh, Smith was not expecting that. He was probably spec- 
expecting more battle, more battle until I finally completely defeat him, not him right. letting me take over his his body. Yes. Uh, which then grants uh, Neo just control over Smiths somehow. I don't know Thus, how either. I think Neo powers. Like that's Neo powers. Yeah. There so you go. Uh, there's a lot of Neo powers that are just kind of waved at the screen. They're like, yeah. he's got powers. That's the answer. But also one video I saw said that if uh, Agent Smith is the virus, then he, then Neo is the antivirus. So by him mm. picking over him, he is infusing himself with the antivirus. He the so He's the he, antidote. He cured himself. Yeah. 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 Uh, and thus sacrificing himself. I thought it was really cool that, uh, well, obviously you have the, the, the T-pose a little bit yep. when he dies. But I do think it's cool that the machines are, you know, they they care about his body like they they carry him off somewhere presumably to i'm i'm guessing they put him in some like cryo chamber or something like this freeze his body preserve this is another reason that <laughs> i think that these um you know robots or whatever are completely emotional and sentient like humans because or at least some of them are yeah at least some of them but i just think if it was truly like devoid of emotion they would have lied and then killed him and yeah. then kept running the matrix because why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, I I think there's an amount of of them that sees Neo as one of them. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, he's he solved their problem. He's kind of assimilated with mm. the virtual side and the uh, real side. But it's still, Part, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, but that still means that they had emotion tied to yeah, something. No, I agree. So it's like otherwise I when I watch them like this is great. I love this bond between machine and human, but but also why? Like <laughs> yeah. the machines could still win. Or maybe they're keeping him as like a bargaining chip. Hmm. Well, I think again that the machines, yes, they could still win. Something tells me though that for one, they need the humans for juice, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Something tells me though, again, you said they're sentient. So I think there is some part of them that feels more than just take over. Like originally when I get, went into that backstory. Yeah. Like they wanted to work with the humans. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is like yeah. wipe the slate Finally clean. The, well, you know? they, they relent after he says that he wants peace. Yeah. If you recall. Um, so yeah. But I mean, also I, you have seen the next one, Reese. I have. But <laughs> that said, I, I need a refresher on the yeah. new one. I know mm -hmm. what happens, but... Uh, I need to rewatch that one just like yeah. you guys. Well, I mean, I haven't watch watched it. it at all. Uh, maybe we'll watch it together. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. All right. So we have a the, the Matrix is reset after this one's clearly gone wrong. Uh, Neo is his is dead or is he? We'll discuss oh, yeah. that later mm -hmm. uh, or in the next episode. Obviously not. I mean, we'll see. But we have a scene between Sati's back. She conceivably has powers to create things in this new Matrix. Uh, she apparently creates that that sunrise for Neo. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what if she didn't actually create the sunrise for Neo, and she just woke up and saw it? And as a little I as little it. kids do, and they're like, <laughs> "I did that for Neo," and they're like, "That's very nice, Sati." <laughs> I don't think that's what they were going for. Probably not. <laughs> uh, but then we have the architect and um, the or the new oracle, or the same oracle, but the new oracle. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just read this last part, and this is Wikipedia again, but it is accurate. But it says, The Matrix is rebooted and the architect meets the Oracle in a park. They agree that the peace will last, quote, 
as long as it can, unquote, and that those humans who desire it will be and the humans who desire it will be offered the opportunity to leave the Matrix. The Oracle tells Sati, who created a beautiful sunrise for Neo, that she thinks they will see Neo again. Seraph asks the Oracle if she knew this would happen. She replies that she did not know, but she believed, which I think is kind of cool as well. Like also cool. Yeah, yeah. believing in in uh, just Neo and and how he is this a new something people have not seen before. So never a new hope. Yeah, never doubt or never just write it, write him off. I guess. Um, right. So it's cool. Uh, I think it's a despite people being disappointed in this way back in the day for all the main character deaths. I think it's a hopeful ending mm-hmm. yeah um i well, i just think the architect is very spiteful which is kind of funny but he's also like i hate this phrase but i'm gonna use it it's like game recognized game yeah you know yeah, where it's, yeah. he got me yeah like he kind of respects the oracle a little bit but yeah. he's like dude we don't have to do this again do we like come on like that yeah we'll see what happens also i like the idea of uh, all the humans having it it basically supposes that in the future that everyone's going to get the red pill, blue pill choice. You know, yeah, choice. to like, begin with. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to see some random Morpheus looking guy go to everyone's doorstep just like the, the what are those people that go door to door? Door to door salesmen? Mormons? No, the, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> close. Latter day Saints. Latter day Saints just knocking on the Mormons. doors. Hey, you like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, LDL. Uh, yeah. What, what did y'all LDL. think of the end? It was good. It's good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. I think the ending is the best part. Mo- I think well, the movie ends that, like the, I guess the second half is just the best part. Movie ends very strong. I think it, it does. Yeah. The people are wrong on this one. Actually, uh, we it's cool too because we, are we, the we people. get yeah we yeah. represent the people, but we also yeah. get all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> we we get the the epic fight scene with the mech suits, which lasted longer as I was hoping it would. I was afraid they were gonna like like eh, too too much budget to spend. Mm. No, but it was a long fight scene. We got cool driving in ships we get neo doing mm-hmm. superhuman battle with mr mm-hmm. smith yeah and we get a happy ending yeah i know like yeah mostly happy well melancholy but happy yes yeah it, it actually this is one of those weird ones where i don't feel like sad for the characters when they die mm-hmm. i don't i don't know why yeah I know it's, what you it's mean. like it, it it feels fitting. Yet for you the movie. care about the characters. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, there's movies where I don't care where yeah. they die, but you still it's care. I never cared. You yeah. still care about the characters, but I I wasn't like sad that they died. It felt natural, I Mu- guess. Much like uh, Maximus and Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, natural and expected. It is nat- It is natural that he. It makes sense that he does not go on living and with the story. Yeah. It would be. Yeah, it's just fitting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Any final thoughts before we move on? To the final portion of this podcast. I think that's it for me. I never read the manual. Oh, no. What? Is that what reference? Oh, is that the kid? I didn't either. Thank you, Noah. Yeah, I didn't either. Yep. Good. (laughs) Well, you delivered it in a way where I was like, I I, I understand that it's a reference, but it wasn't said in the the right way. That kid was kind of, I didn't really love him i i mean I, I liked him a lot more in this one me too i liked I, him for helping mifune be yeah, a yeah. little more of a hero like yeah, yeah. type you know also I think he accented him well he also serves a purpose as to showing like how dangerous is at the ground of a mech war yeah. like they had these really well realized like little carts that they'd push around with like the big yeah, boxes of ammunition box, yeah they'd lift it up and like put it in like they're that was cool. Just seeing them have to roll this over is... all these like 
cables from yeah. the from coils from the well, uh sentinels. and not having any armor or anything yeah. <laughs> you have no protection yeah i thought one of the, the one of the best parts about that too was uh that little waiting room that they are that yeah. they're in yep. just yeah. w- they you know waiting they open it up first and, and it's and just the, mayhem all this mayhem yep. <laughs> and he's in there like all tense and <laughs> that was get nervous. out there kid it's very uh, uh, Normandy in that way, yeah. where they're yeah. on those boats, just yeah. like, yeah. wait, they can hear the chaos ahead of them. Or, again, to reference Gladiator, they're waiting to go out into the Colosseum. Yeah, yeah and you just hear all the, the sounds, yeah. but you're just standing there, yeah. waiting you, your turn. Yeah, and there's that guy, yeah. in, I always remember the guy in front of Maximus just peeing. Peeing, yep. Like, in the, oh, my God. Like, uh, yeah. Me, too. Yep. <laughs> me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, oh man, but you don't like the kid, Reese, but I'm, I don't like, hate him. All right, I don't all right, hate all right. him. I think that it's fine. I just like, love I'm that just part like, where he's loading on Mifune's suit and like the cartridge is stuck. And then he's just like, the, the robots are jammed. about to shoot. And he's like, it's jammed. Get out of here, kid. Save yourself. And he <laughs> kicks it the last second and like, you're good. Gets it. Oh, so I, good. I think this is, um, this is one of those things where it, this is a side tangent. Sorry, but no, you're good. Um, one of the aspects of this movie that was conducted very well was the sense of practicality in warfare and the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. You know, it it made a lot of sense. I did feel how tense it was in mm-hmm. these fight mm-hmm. scenes, like this war, basically. And I, I could feel the sense of, wow, we are vastly outnumbered and outmatched but we've just got to fight this as best we can human tenacity also the the mechanics going into the mech suits and just how lumbering they are and the way they got the actors to kind of like shift really jerkily in their seats very yeah it looked real like i i really really appreciated all those little details also the kid who's operating it for the first time basically it's like explaining his thought parts like all right don't pull too hard on the trigger make sure you release yeah. the safety like lean all, forward yeah. lean forward yeah. don't Light fall over <laughs> they also do a very good job of making it look like this is not a winnable fight yes. no. like when those sentinels first burst in it's like <laughs> you're like, oh, you're like these well, <laughs> uh, as cool as these mechs are this ain't gonna do it no the guys. second <laughs> I, the oh. second i saw them burst in i was like well, this fight's over. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before it even There's started. Some really cool effects work with these swarms going towards the there is. mechs, though. It's like, so I, cool. I, the Mifune guy, as he's, Irina, you alluded to it earlier, but when he's just blasting away and this, just this column, not this column of um, sentinels, just yeah. this horde of them are coming at him and they're just peeling away, like, at the yeah. sides and then, like, I presume, like, going back to the back and coming through yeah. again. Like, it's just this... It's kind of re- like a school of fish or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, very cool. Or uh, one singular tentacle. Yeah. Or, like, multiple tentacles. And it's... Yeah. yeah, and it's something that you... A lot of scenes, I can see that it's CGI, but it's not the type of CGI that bothers me. It's like, I... Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good enough. It's like, oh, it... No, it concept- works here. Yeah, conceptually, yeah. it's really cool. It's 2023, cool. and it still works for me, and yeah. I have a high standard. Yeah, this looks better than a lot of movies today. I won't mm. say every movie, but it looks better than a lot of movies today. Yeah. No, it does. Um, like, so, pat on the back, Wachowskis, good job, and the effects team, getting it done. Uh, uh, Irina, you, you pointed out the thing about the fight 
having a tension. Yeah. And that is something that Reloaded didn't have. Yeah. Reloaded Agreed. did not have tension. I think he brought it up at least yeah. once. In no, I, I, did la- I, I did last episode, right? Yeah. But this one brought it back. And I, I like, appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah I, I was, I wasn't thinking about it. Yep. And now I am because, because Irina. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. With that said, let's uh, let's take a quick break. And on the other end of this break, we will talk about our brief reviews with numbered scores. Get into what critics thought. Do the little box office game and hey. close out with some franchise talk. So we'll see franchise. you then. Welcome back. Let's talk. The Matrix Revolutions. Woo. David, you've got our scores there in the bowl. You want to pull them at random? Keep in mind, I have a different score. That's from fine. There. As do I. All right. First up, Reese with a original 7.5, soon to be an 8. That's what I thought. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. It's an it's an eight. Like I don't know. Yeah. I gave the last one an eight, and then mm. I talked so positively about this one. I feel like a hypocrite. Like I think if I had to, like as I'm thinking about this movie more, which maybe I hadn't actually sat down to think about how much I like it. I didn't think about the movie. I did think about the movie, but I was like, did I really think about the movie? Yeah. And that's deep. And now I did, and I'm like, no, this one's as good, if not better, than Reloaded to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might edge it slightly in the better because. I just think it does a lot of difficult things really well. Not perfectly. I think it's a scruffy movie at times. Like, I don't, I really, as much as I appreciate how it, it doesn't do what you expect in the beginning, I do think it gets off kind of to a wonky start. Uh, not ideas wise, but in just being a piece of entertainment. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just have issues with, with the pacing of this movie. But I think in terms of a finale to this, this kind of unconventional trilogy, it's it's good. Like I, I don't know why there are people that think this movie is the worst thing that ever happened. Like there's there's those people out there that really don't like this movie. And it is a very like even if you don't like it, you have to acknowledge there's a, a quality level here. There's earnest performances. There's just really bold decisions. Uh I do kind of equate this to like a Shyamalan type movie where it's doing things maybe you don't expect the conventional movie to do but Mm -hmm. hey maybe that's actually better for the franchise and for movies in general doing the the unexpected like taking the path that you don't expect and sometimes that's wrong like that's the point of taking big swings i think this movie takes a big swing and it hits a at least a three-pointer maybe like i'm not gonna be more i'm not gonna say a home run but it, it hits at least a three-pointer. And for that, like, it's got all my respect. You're mixing sports um, metaphors here. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, you should appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. He, he almost ran a marathon. Yeah, almost ran a marathon. Yeah. Uh, and then he walked across the line, which, you know, once you get across that line, it doesn't matter. You know, you're there. Then you win the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, a, it's a, a wonky first half, and I think it just really starts to come together in the end. My... Only issue with this movie is just the when it cuts away from the mech battle into something else, it almost like is a kind of a stuttering momentum. 
at the end, like, or, or toward, like, at least in that midsection where you're like, okay, just let the battle play out, but it'll, it'll stop at a kind of impromptu, impromptu moment and go to something much different. And, and it's like, oh, no, just let the battle play out. I get why they're doing it. Cause like too much, I think Peter Jackson said it once. If you're, if you're given too much excess all at once, it becomes numbing and maybe they're right. Like maybe it just needs to be a, a more smooth transition between like dialogue scenes and war action. But whatever the case, it's still an awesome battle. Uh, cool. Like, I love the bold decision to uh, sacrifice both Trinity and Neo. I love all the how most of the ideas and themes brought up, even from the first movie, are kind of resolved in a way that I found to be more satisfying than I thought it would, especially based off how many like spinning plates the the second movie set up or, you know, like, yeah, that's a lot of spinning plates. Uh, So, yeah, Matrix Revolutions. Guys, I'm glad this is a movie that's kind of being reappraised along with the second one. Uh, it's one of the ones I feel like deserves it. A lot of people like to say f- movies these days, like almost any movie, even crappy movies like Transformers. Oh, actually, it's really good. Mm. No, this these are actually really good. Like legitimately, I think, uh, yeah. in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. Well, next up. Wow. I bit my, <laughs> next up. I bit, I, bit, <laughs> I bit my tongue when I, like I did that. that. <laughs> next up. <laughs> next up, we have David. That's me. Hmm. With an eight. Nice. Oh, I'm uh, riding the same train here. Uh, the there train man. Uh, Is he going to let you on, though? No, he won't. That guy was so silly. He, he was, was silly. He was one of the silliest <laughs> parts. Do you know he's the guy that manned the, the helicopter in uh, Road Warrior? Yeah. You oh, okay. I remember yeah, that guy. The, the weird little... He's been in quite a few things mm, as copter. sort of those side characters. Yep. So, um, yeah, this movie surprised me. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I was really caught off guard by how good the CG and practical effects were. Yep. I I was like, what year? Is this 2003, the same year the second movie? <laughs> Look, they, they made this simultaneously with the second one? Like, how much did six months do to this? Dang. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that they put into this movie that it just really comes across. And I think the Wachowskis just have a vision of what mm-hmm. they're doing and kind of along what you were saying i feel like a lot of people give hate to this movie or had given hate to this movie because it didn't meet the expectations that they thought were going to happen and people are like oh they just they just did something to subvert my expectations because they wanted to do it to be crazy yeah. when in reality i think the Wachowskis were like no we just we're doing our own thing and if you're not on board Get off the train. Yeah. Like you don't have to ride this ride. Yep. And I think Stand that's what that's what makes it better. The way I see it, like the first movie to third movie, is that they're not quite the same based on the expectations that were set from the first one. But like let's imagine you have, I don't know, like a like a ceramic dragon. And mm-hmm. then somebody that's the first movie. The second movie, someone takes it, goes, huh, and smashes it on the ground. And you're like, oh, that was interesting. 
okay, interesting. We'll see what happens. Third movie, they put it back together, and it turns out to be like a phoenix. And That's you're my like, plate metaphor. That I like it. I know. But then someone yeah. glues all the pieces back, and it's not the same as the first piece. But you're like, that yeah, was actually true. pretty good, though. Like yeah. you put that together in a really unique way, and I like. No, it. it's here. <laughs> here, here, here's, rebuilds here's it differently than you expected. Exactly. Exactly. Here's what you're going for. This is that episode of SpongeBob. With the where Squidward is instructing oh. SpongeBob <laughs> how to make a, a figure or a butt, uh, like a statue. Yep. Yeah. And uh, whenever he does it, it breaks, right? But SpongeBob does it first try, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, after a while, Squidward's trying to do it, can't do it. Um, and he teaches SpongeBob wrong. SpongeBob creates rubble by accident. <laughs> then and he then, puts the nose on it. And he puts a nose on it, and you know, that's that's now it's that's art. reloaded. <laughs> um, and then the last one uh, is uh, Squidward. You know he he's mad, and he like breaks everything apart, and he like leaves, and turns out he made a beautiful statue. Oh <laughs> well, I I think that's that the third one. reloaded is. I feel like we're not giving it enough credit because I think paired with this movie, I like reloaded becomes better. And I, I think we all mm-hmm. roughly liked, I mean, the worst score was a six. That's not that bad for a yeah. worst yeah. score. So overall, I just think that there was a lot of love and attention put into this movie that like it just missed the audience at the mm-hmm. time, which is kind of sad, but it's, I'm glad we have it. Agreed. And I'm kind of upset that I didn't see it before this. So mm-hmm. eight, yeah. eight. It's been a good mini series so far. I must say. All right, next up is Irina with a seven. I'm going to push it up to 7.5. Nice. She passes it. Yeah. Better, um, better than Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? Oh, thanks for letting yeah. us have that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but unfortunately, no yetis. No footballs. Not, not, the robots wouldn't let it happen. The machine said uh, no. The machine said no. <laughs> Irina. Yeah. Um, I like this more than Reloaded. And I think it's because it's easier to follow in general. Mm-hmm. I feel the tense situations more. Pretty much everything I've talked about so far as we've gone through this movie. Um, learning about what went on behind the scenes as well kind of appreciated it. And mm. I'm, I don't have much else to say. I, I think it's pretty cool. I like a lot of the fight sequences. Still not as good as the first one, but what can be as good? Yeah, as the what first what one? can be as yeah. good as the first one? Um, I will enjoy it for what it is, which is anime for Americans at, at the time for the world. Obviously, like more people are into anime these days, but yeah, it's it definitely kind of ticks off the boxes for good anime. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and not what we would like. As a bad, it's not like a, in a bad way. Right. Like it, there's a lot of people who would say like, "Oh, it's it's become like an anime." Yeah. Like, like no, I like th- in a shrugging kind of way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the no. Fast and Furious franchise, which we love. Yeah. By the way, but when people refer to that as being like an anime, it's like, oh, because anime is ridiculous. Yeah. No, this is like comes from someone who or people who love anime like yeah. thirst like, in the shell or akira no yeah. there's a it's like why is anime cool yeah there's you know? something about like when you are talking about the cream of the crop in anime they talk about these kind of topics at ad nauseum basically mm-hmm. like these yeah. are they talk about big questions they'll throw in some weird episodes here and there but like most 
most of the time, it's stuff like this. And I think in the early 2000s, anime had a bad rap for being yeah. just for nerds or whatever. And now that nerds are cool, like that's kind of been our the content everyone likes to Consume. partake in. Mm, yeah. So. All right. Cool. 7.5. We're looking good. Also, to justify why I didn't give it a higher score than 8, I don't know if you did, Reese, but... I think Just tell us of, the score and then 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 well, say yeah. it. No, my my already, from mine. He already oh, went. Yeah, yeah. My oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, sorry. didn't elaborate. I said all these good things. I'm like, why didn't I give it a ten? Uh, I think the biggest issue I had with this is the connective tissue for the larger story, like understanding how Neo was able to control robots mm -hmm. in the real yeah. world or have powers in the real world, and it's it's how Not can he see explained. it? They, and then you look it up and like, oh, he's connected to the source, but also how? Mm -hmm. And yeah. then that leaves questions like, is this another simulation within a simulation which everyone will be quick to debunk which i am not a part of is this I real think life i think it's a i think there are is five simulations deep is this just fantasy anyway and my argument and we don't have to belabor it but i'll, I'll give you another rebuttal well you can have as many rebuttals as give you want. me them uh i think your way of thinking if it is indeed the real world another matrix i think that devalues any weight to the story it, that we feel it does but that's like, why they should clarify yeah but it, it it just like i i the thing is i trust in the wachowskis to make the cool choice you know like well, trust them enough this isn't and while i do like inception that that's the other side of the coin where it's like mm. nothing's real everything's a dream uh is it but the, the tension is is it a dream within a dream or is it just a dream i'm Either way, like it's a bunch of fake stuff that's not really happening. It is it's happening in the mind. But does but that not like, make it real? I just don't like it. Dude, I just don't <laughs> I just don't it's like lame. what like if it? we are in a simulation and that this simulation which is controlled by robots told the Wachowskis to write the movie, which is then therefore It's hundred percent what happened. My my problem with your theory, and I'm not saying you believe it, I know you don't I don't like robots. Is just that it just takes away any resonance or meaning to anything that happens. Like mm -hmm. if it's all another matrix, then what was the point of it all? Maybe no that, point. Maybe that is the point of life. Maybe that is something we that, need to think about. No, I you, get out of here. The door is <laughs> over there, David. The door is over there. I'm sad now. I reject your theory, but you are allowed to have it. Someone's got to represent. You don't actually believe that, though. No, I just think that they didn't clarify enough for me not to think that. I okay. do. I think I do think they don't need to clarify it because I think the point of the Matrix is that that is the, that re, that he's affecting reality now. Yeah, like I think that that's why it's cool. It's like yeah, what like, would be cool about? Oh wow, now he can affect a different Matrix. <laughs> like <laughs> he's got to fight his way through ten different Matrix levels. Uh, yeah. Before you can get to the actual I, real life. I understand why someone would think it, but I think ultimately it's against the principles of the story to have it be that way. Agreed. I just like to imagine that once he gets up these 10 layers of of through the system, he finally gets to the real world and it's just Teletubbies. 
And he's and he's just a worm. Like he is just a worm in a Teletubby world. Yep. And it's like, man, I kind of wish I could go back now. <laughs> mm. All right. And then he's watching on their little bellies as the Matrix is playing. Yes. Oh All of his God. friends are dying. <laughs> the sun is smiling down at them. David, give us the final score. The final score is Noah with an eight. Nice. Yes. Yeah, eight, eight. Um, that's that's my score. That's your adjusted score. That's my adjusted score, and I would mention that that was in my head adjusted prior to us continuing the ep- like even beginning the episode. Oh, I yeah, decided I, like you wanted to bah. adjust it before you even started. Yeah, I can attest to. Well, that. that's why yeah. I said it that way, just so you wouldn't people would think it was your normal score. Yeah, but here we are. Yeah, well, we can cut this all out. Whatever. <laughs> um. No, I think it's uh, I think it's really good. And actually, after this one, it, it kind of makes me want to retroactively bring Reloaded down a point five. Oh, I was gonna say you can't up, do that. But it's locked in. No, <laughs> no, I know like, I can't do it. Not. I know I can't do it. Because but... otherwise, I'll uh, I'll be allowed to go back and bring Dragon yeah. Emperor back up, <laughs> up even higher. <laughs> no, <laughs> is that gonna be your threat now? From <laughs> yeah, change your score. I change my score. Yeah. <laughs> Blade Runner 2049, 6. Dragon <laughs> Emperor, 10. I'll wreck this whole system, guys. No, um, I think the only real criticism I have is uh, the beginning, not how slow it is, but just that some of it seems to lack relevance to the story and could be connected better. Like uh, I, I agree. What Like, like the little Sati. girl, Sati. And, and I do really like the dialogue with that family, but... You know, it just needs to be connected better, and I think that that's because they kind of drop it after that. They don't yeah. really yeah, talk about it. Th- they're not actually important to the story um, that we except, know of, except to say some little platitudes. But I li- like if they connected it to his power somehow and why he has the ability to influence the real world. That would have been a, an appropriate connection, but they didn't do that, and maybe they meant to. I'm not sure. Um... But that's the weakest part for me. I though I liked it, it didn't really connect. And um mm. the rest though was good. Visuals great, impact great, uh characters great, dialogue great. So so Noah, I um, I think it's safe to say that you like the uh the two Matrix sequels more than the two Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. Yeah, I think so. I uh they, You're not they just, as offended. I'm not as offended by well, well the the second Matrix is a little offensive, <laughs> um, but still scrapes by. Still, yeah, it still scrapes by. And I've also grown as a human. I like to think, <laughs> um, in that I I would probably bring up Dead Man's Chest as well as well. No, I don't know if I'd bring up the other one. <laughs> you really um, don't like At World's End. At World's End can suck a butthole. Gosh. Um, you said, I think I like to think I've grown up. At World's End can suck a butthole. <laughs> like literally 15 <laughs> seconds later. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, maybe, maybe I'd bring it up half a point. But, uh, you know, too late for that now. Mm-hmm. I, I like these pretty well. Or this one especially. Um, first one even more especially. But eight is enough for me. Awesome. And our average, 7.9. Mm-hmm. Which, wow. by the way, I, if you don't have it up already, I do. Do it. I don't. All right. So there's only one other movie with a 7.9 out of our 140 whatever episodes, which wow. is kind of crazy. Um, 
the only other 7.9 is Oceans 13. Okay. Mm-hmm, which is uh, in 63rd place on our list, or 61st it's place crazy on our to list. think that is, that's as high as 7.9 gets you. I that's know. just the amount of episodes we've Wait, done. Oceans 13, which one was that? That was the one... The one that we all remember. The one that... Okay. Controversial opinion. A lot of people regard the first Ocean's Eleven as a classic. Ocean's Thirteen was the third, right? And that's the third. That's the one where I came around and was like, I really like this one. Ocean's Thirteen was good. It it was a lot of fun. I have to rewatch it. I I don't know why I've mostly forgotten it now. If you want to listen to one of our most controversial episodes, listen to our Ocean's Eleven episode. It's not... We don't trash the movie. I thought it was Twelve that was our... No, people don't like 12 as much. There's Defenders, oh, okay. but that's more like it kind of has sequelitis. Uh, but gotcha. 11 was the one that people love and people got mad at me for dissing it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, people, huh? So le- let me name. Nick yeah, we, our, good we friend, <laughs> our good friend Nick. Yeah. So uh, just above 7.9, we have uh, Dr. Sleep at an 8.0, which is. Also crazy that we only have one movie at an 8.0. Yeah. Um, and just below it at 7.8, we have Immortals, Bahubali 2, The Conclusion, and The Mummy. The original Mummy. Okay. Hey. Legacy episode. You can't Mummy find that one unless you go higher. to Screen Punk. Mummy yeah. should be higher. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, guys. I, well, I brought that one. Well, we're the, totally... regular Mummy? Yeah. 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 Here's right? the thing. Here's the thing. That is technically not on our main feed, so those franchises are open to be covered again in the future and reappraised. So we fully reserve that right to cover those movies again at some point. Cool. And David can have a whole mea culpa on on that movie. Uh, critics, Rotten Tomatoes guys, critics gave the slapped this one with a thirty four percent. Ooh. What? And audiences higher at, at fresh barely at sixty percent. Metacritic critics gave it a forty-seven out of a hundred, and audiences five point zero out of ten. And on IMDb, six point seven out of ten. I I could see why the average viewer would be disappointed, but the critics surprise me. No, what? Well, what I don't understand is how they could be disappointed in this one. After Reloaded. Uh, no, uh, it, the bloom is off the rose is what, what happened with this. People were turning on the Matrix after- With the second one, you a, think? After the second one. Yeah. So there was kind of a, at the time, a bad taste in the mouth. Blood in the water. So it's it, it's almost like a, this movie kind of unfairly got kicked to the curb. You know? Like, I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not going to say that they didn't like it for bad reasons or unjust reasons. But it's ju- this movie ha- was fighting an uphill battle when it came to yeah. what people wanted. I wonder if it was like one of those things, all kind of like uh, Avatar, not the Last Airbender, but Avatar, where everyone loved it right when it came out. Then there's like a a slow percolating mass Decline. of people that started dissing it, and then that became the popular opinion. Yeah, Sim- much similar, Avatar and. Matrix Reloaded. Uh, mm. But, you know, here's here's the thing. The silver lining to this is this movie lives on in, in pop culture. People didn't forget it. People didn't write it off. Yeah, but it, this movie has been re-reclaimed along with Reloaded. So the two, the two trilogies that I think are, are reclaimed are the Pirates trilogy and this one. What, despite what you say, Noah. Yeah. Uh, but people, people like... That. 
I think not, maybe not in general, but a lot of people have come around to really appreciate these Matrix sequels, uh, which makes me happy. Uh, box office, are y'all ready? I'm ready. Ready. This movie was budgeted at between 110 to 150 million. No official confirmation on the actual number, but between that range, I would probably guess closer to 150, uh, just because of how this movie looks. It looks expensive. Uh, but it's sometimes kind of hard to tell with these movies that were filmed concurrently with the other movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know how they divvy up the budget between the two and determine which one costed more. Uh, let's start with you, David. One. Let's go off of 150 then. I'm going to go with 400 million. 400? Arena. I was going to go with 520. Noah. 600. David is the closest. Uh, it hurts because that means it's low. Yeah. Well, still a good success. Yeah. Uh, this movie made uh, 427 oh, wow. million, uh, almost three times its budget. Just to clarify, today's standard is that you have to make three times your budget to be successful. Back then, not exactly the case. Uh, you could do this amount and still be successful. Uh, you're making a lot more off of DVD sales and stuff, physical media and all that. Like, I think these, this and Reloaded were huge in like the bargain bins and the DVD, just DVD sales in general. Uh, and the box office, it had a really big opening, but fell off drastically. Disappointing compared to Reloaded because Reloaded was such a, just a huge movie. Like, I think Reloaded did like upwards of 700 million worldwide, which was massive. This comes back down to the level of the first Matrix. First Matrix overall, a bigger hit because it was lower budgeted and just became a cultural phenomenon. But if you do like raw box office grosses, this is in the first Matrix ballpark. So still not bad, but kind of not what you would want from a finale to a big franchise. You usually want these things to close out on the highest note uh a la return of the king biggest movie in that three film franchise like you want to build up momentum to a finale you don't want to kind of like peter out on a finale but it Mm -hmm. happens sometimes uh so yeah not not a bad box office just not it didn't light the world on fire and of course those some of those negative and mixed reviews didn't help franchise talk y'all ready Yep. Final part of this podcast. I'll make it quick since this one has a sequel. Uh, yeah, this was very much a let's let the dust settle on the Matrix for a little while. People clearly kind of have a bad taste in their mouth. Of course, there were plenty of times where the Wachowskis were asked about the idea of doing a sequel and they were like, shut it down. No, we're, we're not interested in anything like that. Uh Mostly because it, it, I think they view like the studios as these corporate overlords that just want to uh, make a it's make like, a buck. Ah, this is this is money. We need more of it. Yeah. Yep. But sixteen years later, like developments started happening. I think. Don't quote me on this because I'm going to get on into it in more in depth on next episode. But uh, Warner Brothers basically said, like, "Hey, we're going to." We're going to give this to somebody else if you don't want to do this. Like mm. we we have they have the reins on the franchise and we will pass this off to someone else. Originally, Lana Wachowski, who's the one who ultimately ends up doing the sequel, 
was open to that idea quickly or, or like after the first or after the trilogy completed, like, hey, let people do whatever y'all want with it. Nothing really ended up happening with the Matrix after in that span of time. It kind of just like laid dormant. And when Warner Brothers was finally like, we let's get the ball rolling on this thing, because I think enough people have kind of forgotten the bad taste they had in their mouth from the two sequels. That's when like production started revving up on a sequel. And I think Lana Wachowski at the last, maybe not at the last moment, but decided like reluctantly, okay, I have an idea. Like I think, and I think genuinely she, she did have an idea. And thus now we have matrix resurrections, which did come out in late 2021. So it actually happened. Something I didn't think would happen, but it did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And with some of the original cast, some of the original uh, production team, and one of the original directors. So I I heard that the the girl Sati is in the new one. I don't know. Oh, for interesting. Sure, but I, I didn't I didn't even know that. That's cool though. So, all right. With that said, next week it's uh the Matrix Resurrections. Oh, How are y'all feeling going into this one? I'm ready to see something new. Yep. Yeah. I've been wanting to see this movie for a while. I was so curious. Like, what does the Matrix look like in 2022? one like what does it outside of the the uh new metal zone yeah Yeah. like what does a today's matrix look like uh that was my biggest like can they pull this off can can this be on the level of the originals and how are they bringing back all the characters some of the characters some of the characters most of the characters two of the characters two at least (laughs) two at least um all right that sums up our episode next week Matrix Resurrections. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Why do you persist?